Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and today I have a very special guest, James Daney, on today's podcast. And James is going to come and be able to bring you guys a lot of knowledge. James is still young, and he just broke in to medical device sales. And he was a personal trainer. He had some sales experience. So he's going to be able to go in and tell you how he was getting job offers, how he's still getting job interviews, even now that he's accepted it, um, people reaching back out to him. So James, welcome to the show. Jacob, it's a pleasure to, to be here. I've been following you for some time and, you know, came across your TikTok, first of all. And that's where I was like, this page is unique. There's, there's a bunch of stuff on TikTok. And this was something that was really applicable to my life at the time. And as I followed you on Instagram and you actually had reached out to me first, you know, short few days after I actually followed you. So we connected there and you suggested go to the podcast. And then from the podcast, I went to the ebook and I'll be honest, anybody that is, is breaking into medical device sales and you need quick knowledge to, that you can absorb and it's easy to apply. I'm gonna tell you this ebook, what, it was the best money I ever spent. Jacob, you probably gotta raise your prices because that stuff is definitely worth it. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Yeah, that that is so great to hear. And and that's the fun part of just hearing your story and other people's story. You know, a lot of people who are getting the ebook, they they're breaking in and, and it's I just tell people it's just you guys are the ones doing the work. This is just what I tried. And but again, you're the ones putting in the hard work and, and you stand out and so congratulations, first off, to you. So I appreciate that you uh, give me a plug. But again, don't don't take the credit. This is you, man. It's, it's all <laughs> you that did it. So congratulations. Um, yeah, man. So kind of give us a little bit of background about yourself, James, uh, what you were doing before you thought about medical device sales, and then we'll kind of dig it, dive into it. Of course, Jacob, just to kind of give you a backtrack. Uh, I'll start from now back and then work, work our way back over here. But, you know, recently graduated um, from, from a small, you know, four-year university, West Suburb here of Chicago, uh, and then kind of taking it back to sophomore year of college. I was at that phase in life where it's like, oh, yeah, what do I want to do? You know, I was working as a physical therapy tech at a few different uh, physical therapy clinics around the area. I'm sure most people have heard of the Athleticos and, you know, IV rehabs and all those sorts. And I was like, what do I want to do? And I wanted something different in life, you know, much respect for physical therapists. You know, my girlfriend's in PT school, her mom's a PT. I have a lot of other mentors in life who are still PTs own physical therapy businesses, but I wanted something a little bit more freedom and, you know, kind of that drive. And obviously, you know, everybody knows the money that comes with it. But um, somebody that I worked with, her husband had worked for Stryker and he'd been with Stryker for a few years. And uh, Stryker was always this company that was on my mind. And I was like, oh, what is medical device sales? What is this like? And, you know, she actually told me, oh, yeah, this would be something that you could do if, you know, PT school didn't work out for you. I'm like, really? OK, whatever. You know, being a 20 year old kid, you're 19 at that time. I didn't really know. And after that, I was like, let me get into personal training. And I know you had a personal training background yep. as well. And I started working at a gym who charged 280 bucks for a membership between me and you and everybody who's listening. Everybody knows that even lifetime fitness doesn't even charge 280 bucks. Yep. And this was a very, you know, personalized one-on-one -on -one boot camp style gym, small group fitnesses and one-on-one -on -one conversations had to happen. You, yep. you had to make sure that people kept coming back. I mean, if, and this was right after the pandemic, 
that the started, you know, April, May, right when gyms started reopening, it was people were still scared. People were still hesitant. You know, everybody had their own personal choices that they wanted to come in. They, they really wanted to test the waters. Is this gym safe? Uh, you know, some people cared, some didn't. And, you know, the gym owners started running some Facebook ads to increase client acquisition, which obviously means more revenue and commission for me. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me cold call these people. And, you know, realized really early on that you couldn't tell someone when they asked you, you know, so what do you charge? I mean, people get scared. They're like, yeah, I'm not interested. And, you know, they hang up the phone and they, they fall off the face of the earth. Yep. I was like, well, okay, what do I do? I had to improvise really, really quick. And I started having good experience with, you know, closing some deals, getting people into memberships and, and maintaining that. And even from a personal training standpoint of, of increasing my Let's, let's just say frequency of visits or um, sessions for a, you know, one of my clients. And it was like, okay, this is pretty easy to do. And at that point I'm like, okay, what, what's next for me in life? And I had a friend who owned a, a digital marketing agency that sell business development and marketing to physical therapy and chiropractic clinics. So it was in that high ticket, you know, space where it was, you know, 12 to $16,000, you know, programs. And I started doing a lot of appointment setting for him, a lot of just kind of early on entry level work, just kind of get the, the pipeline filled. And that's when I was really falling in love with the sales aspect. And that whole time, you know, I was now a senior in college and I was like, well, is medical sales still out there? You know, what about Stryker? And I knew of another family friend that had worked for Stryker up in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, and if anybody knows Kyle Nash, fantastic individual has been with them for six years and just, he's had, he's had himself a career. And so I knew of him and through senior year of college, I continued to have that B2B sales role that I did and continue to crush it. And that was the big, and that's what I'm going to give advice to people right now is breaking into medical sales, whatever you're doing right now, whether that's sales or not sales, crush it. Like, cause they're going to ask you in the interviews, what sort of results did you have? Mm-hmm. Or give me a, give me a time of experience where you did provide extreme value or you went out of your way for a customer. And, and that was key. And even from a resume standpoint, include KPIs, whether that be non-sales or sales related, like show them what you did in terms of a number standpoint so they can really judge it and allow them to ask you questions. Like don't be afraid when questions are asked to you in their interview process, especially from a younger side. I mean, there's people who are breaking in who are 30, 35, 40 years old. Obviously they've been through interviews, but someone who's my age being only 22, I really didn't have a lot of interview experience, let alone with a big competitive company where I was going to be tossed in and gone through the gauntlet of, you know, having eight, four interviews Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and have to close hard close every single one in that interview process. And earlier this summer, I was kind of exploring opportunities. I was like, all right, I've had this role now for a year. What else is there for me? I, I knew that medical device sales was out there. I knew that there was the strikers, the medlines, Abbott, uh, all these different companies out there. I'm like, let's just kind of dabble with it. My girlfriend actually like proposed a question to me of like, Hey, is this something you still want to do? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And that's when I kind of put my foot forward and reached out to the friend that I had at Stryker, who I mentioned to you that I knew for two or three years prior, he is in the Mako division at Stryker. And he's done fantastic, you know, grabbed drinks with him, asked him questions about, you know, breaking in. And he was like, yeah, use LinkedIn, but like, you got to stand out. Yep. And that's when I I saw your podcast and the ebook. I'm like, wait, how can I still use LinkedIn, but stand out? Because everyone's using LinkedIn. 
exactly. Yeah. And that, and I tell people all the time that that was like my only thing. Everyone's like, where did you go? LinkedIn. I don't say anything else. That's the place I lived. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I talked to him and I talked to another, it was like, this is a weird story. It's actually my sister's ex-boyfriend's dad who worked for Merit Medical and okay. he's probably in his 50s. So he's got a lot of experience. He's worked for Stryker, Medtronics, and he was, he said the same thing, use LinkedIn, but stand out. And then I talked to the other friend that I had up in Fargo and he said the same exact thing, you know, use LinkedIn, but you got to stand out. And I was really struggling. I was like, what in the world am I going to do to stand out? And then I talked to another individual before I even was like doing the cold messaging on LinkedIn. He, another individual that I came across worked for Stryker for 15 years in their emergency care. And he goes, yeah, if you want to stand out, you got to close these interviews. And I was like, oh, like closing a deal that I would do at my other job. And he goes, yeah, because you're going to get objections and you got to learn how to handle them. Yep. And that's when I was like, all right time to put the foot down. I just literally went all in on LinkedIn. Like I'd be messaging people at five 30 in the morning because I had no other time to do it. Yep. Hey, like, I feel that buddy. <laughs> and I, I definitely missed out on opportunities because I was working a full-time sales role. Like that was like to manage breaking in and a full-time sales role. Everybody knows any sales role is not going to be, you know, you're seven to three and you're done. I mean, unless you've been in the game for a while and you know, you, you probably got some relationships and, you know, you're, you're, you got some skin in the game, but at, at our own age, you know, it's, it's the work. And it was like the balance. And I missed out on opportunities as some of these guys would reply and they're like, Hey, call me today at noon. And I just couldn't do it. And I had to apologize to them. And, you know, obviously it never worked out, but it was when the people did say, Oh yeah, like, let's talk. It was always about like, okay, what time works for you? Do mornings or afternoons work best. It was almost like setting an appointment as an actual rep. And for anybody breaking into the industry, I will give advice. Um, I'm going to say right now, if you want to sit here and just apply to a bunch of jobs on Indeed and LinkedIn and cross your fingers and, you know, sit back and go play Xbox or whatever you want to do in your free time, this isn't for you. Yep. Like stop right now, take the shoes off and go home. Like just like do it. I'm going to say that as bluntly as possible. Just stop. Yeah, no, you're, and you're hundred percent right. Right. Like I've said this on the podcast a million times, there's computer systems. If you don't have what they're looking for, you're getting knocked out. Right. And this is why I say a million times on the podcast, it's not what you know, it's who, you know, right. You got to show that you're able to do the job to get the job. And what you're saying right now is the biggest standout time is when I'm setting up lunches, when I'm setting up meetings with doctors, I have to, I have to set up a time. So we are both have it on our schedule and I'm there on time. I'm there before ahead of time. Right. Because that's the biggest tell sign. And even for myself, I can tell who's serious about it. Cause like myself, when I set up a call at 8am and then you're like, Oh, that's 8am Eastern. I'm in uh, mountain time. I got to get up at 5am for that call. So I'm getting up at 445 for that call. Someone on Eastern time. Right. But you are making that call on time compared to, I've had people even through this podcast, they'll be like, I'll call you at nine. And they call me at 945. Yeah. And, and then they act like nothing's wrong. They don't apologize. They're just going, you will not break in. If you call me after five minutes after even, like I tell people, you have to be on the ball because when you call late, you just gave me a reason why I should never hire you, talk to you, anything. And when you have like yourself, when we're talking about this, when you have thousands of people applying for a, a job, they're just looking for reasons to throw your resume out. So yes. that's why James is 100% right, you guys, whoever's listening. You guys have to be go-getters. And we talk about this all the time. This isn't a job for the people who want to hang out, get a nine to five, make thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars without hanging or without doing the work. Because let me just tell you, and I've, I've gone on these rants before, you're not going to earn above average pay 
for an average work ethic, right? It just doesn't happen. If you want, like, if I say this all the time, I think the average right now in America is $62,000, right? If you're trying to make more than a, that, if you're trying to make $100,000, you're going to be working twice as hard, if not harder, to get that 100,000 is more than the 62, right? So that's just something to think about. Like everybody hears medical device sales, they hear hanging out with doctors, they hear being able to make a good living, but they want to know, like one of the first, when I, when I get this question, I already know you should just quit and you should go work some office job is when the first thing they ask me, how much vacation time I get. When you get that question right away, you're just already looking for the cop out. This is not your job. Right. So James is a perfect example. You just have to be hungry. You're willing to go. And then also you have to just reach out to a lot of people and some of them are going to work and some of them aren't. Bingo. Like I messaged from my process from the, the, the offer that I accepted to actually deciding everything was eight weeks. And most people aren't having that short amount of time. I've talked to several reps where they've had their process of like 12 to 16 months yeah. and it was, it was a challenge to do that. And in that time, I messaged over 500 people and talked to around four dozen. So it was like 48, 49 people that I had on my Excel sheet. And it was like a scrambled mess CRM. Like everything was color coded, like who's from Chicago, who's from different territories, possible relocations, who knew who? Because that's what I realized when I started messaging these people, a lot of these people knew other people. Yep. And like, I, I connected with a girl out in Charlotte who connected me with a guy at Grand Rapids, Michigan and his girlfriend and my girlfriend went to high school together. Like it was the smallest world. And that's where it was like every single person I talked to find out what they liked, what they didn't like, what advice they would give me. And more importantly, like find out their process. Yeah. Cause it was like taking little bits of nuggets from every single person of breaking in and what was funny, the job that I actually got wasn't even from someone from LinkedIn. It was somebody that I knew at Medline. So I'll be starting with Medline on October 4th. And I was you know, talking to some family and, you know, just to be you know, honest for the listeners here, my dad, he passed away in 2004. And when he was alive, his boss at that time now worked for Medline. And I was like, I need to get in touch with Jay. Let's see what Jay's up to message Jay he's on the logistics side and you know got him got the connection got the interview and then that's what led me to I had some phone interviews with my Sonics and Stryker for some different roles and talk had some another one with uh, Zimmer as well and that's where I was like going through the med line it was you know the recruiter and then my immediate boss and then his boss and then another you know manager that I'd be working with and then after that it was the division president and then it was the HR director another division president and then the VP of sales and that interview process was tough and the way I stood out was the hard close and there was a three-step approach that I took with with every single person and it wasn't like just saying hey can I please have this job yep. it was like a at the end of every interview, I went in like, hey, is it cool if, you know, I have three more questions and then we'd be good. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And it was, you know, is there anything I have or have not said that would prevent me from moving forward? Each time they said, nope, no red flags. Since there's no red flags, is it safe to say that I have your vote? Yeah, you got my vote. Now, since I have your vote, can I please have this job? Don't be afraid to do that. Yep. No, that's that, a that, great point. That was crazy. When I did, when I was like told that, I was like, wait, are you actually serious? Because if you look at every other industry out there across the country, you do that, you're probably not going to get the job. Yep. <laughs> like it's easy as that. And that's my advice for anyone to break in is do the LinkedIn, do the Matan, 
the very little tasks that could be annoying. Like I'm yep. not going to be, I'm not going to sugarcoat this messaging people on LinkedIn. It can get exhausting because you're going to feel defeated. You're going to feel tired. You're going to be like, dang, is this even worth it? Like it's, it's a sales job itself sometimes. And the reward has to pay off. And it's almost like an investment. Like if oh, you're going to you know, read a sales book, you're going to see a return on skills. So now if you're going to invest in your ebook or invest an hour of your day into a podcast, I mean, there's tons of different people out there. You know, Scott Macon out in, he's out in the same area as you as well. He's my best friend. Yeah, we got it. I just, (laughs) it's it's actually his birthday today. So I texted him. Yeah, we we hang out a lot. Yeah. I sent, you know, me and him messaged a few times and he suggested his podcast and I listened to those as well. And it was just extracting as much value as you possibly can. And going back to like the applying for jobs, like obviously, yes, apply for the jobs, but know what you want. Because if you don't know what you want when you're in the interview, when they ask in like you, you put in those questions that, you know, you probably not even gonna dive into, but it was like, why medical sales? I knew why. Yep. And that was to help people at a larger scale. And you said this in the past, you don't know who's in the operating room or who's the patient. And we are responsible for making sure that we get the product in the hands of these doctors and surgeons so that we're helping someone's aunt, wife, uncle, doctor, sister, grandmother, fix whatever. But what I asked myself and I challenge all the listeners to is, Ask yourself, how can you succeed in this field? Most importantly, how can you get in? Yep. Execution is key. And you have to execute on these calls with the LinkedIn users. Like every rep, manager, recruiter, associate rep, extract value, provoke thought and questioning. Like the power to influence and persuade people is huge. 100%. And uh, because that's your job, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the one thing I want to touch on for right now. James went into so much detail for you guys. Like, again, go back, re-listen to it because he's a hundred percent right on everything. But the thing I want you guys to take away is, you know, like James made the comment, sometimes it can get boring or it can be a lot to keep doing this. Right. I try to tell everybody, this is why it's super important. It's no different once you break in, right. There's going to be tasks throughout my day. I don't always love to do or aren't the most fun, but they are the ones that get results, right? And they're the ones that put you out there. And so the reason James going into more detail about this is because you guys have to understand there's so many hats that you wear in medical device sales. It's not just being in the OR. It's not just making a sale. There's so many more that you don't understand until you actually break in. But what he's doing, and I want you guys to take away from James' story is he didn't sit on the sideline, right? He was hungry. He was going, he was reaching out to people. He started doing sales and everything when he was still in college, right? I have a lot of people who are in college. They're always like, what can I do? I'm like, go get something in sales, right? Because then you're going to have that experience and it doesn't matter what it is, but you guys need to go and put yourself out there. And then again, like yourself, right? It wasn't what you knew. It was who you knew, right? By you doing connections, reaching out, finding people, people want to go to bat with people that have a good story and people they connect with, right? And that's what I try to tell everybody is you need to find some people who are willing to go to bat for you. And honestly, this is always the answer, right? You only need one person to say yes, but you can't reach out to three people and think that it's going to be a yes, right? Like reach out to a thousand people and hopefully there's a yes in there, right? You, everybody's got to start shifting their mind frame of like, hey, I'm going to do the, and this is, I've brought this up on the podcast, but again, shifting that employee mindset, I'm going to do the most or the littlest amount of effort possible for the biggest return. Flip it on the head. I'm going to do the most work out of every single person to set myself apart, to get myself a shot. And, and again, I said this on the last podcast and James can attest to this with when he was trying to break in, 
you put your heart and soul when you're going into these interviews. You put so much work. You put everything you have. And this guy's like, I want it because I've done everything I, I possibly can. And I was like, well, I wanted every single one too, but you're not like it. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But now you're understanding why it's so hard because I went through 14 different interviews. I put my heart and soul and all this work in 14 different interviews. You know what it is like? So that's the thing that I want you guys to hear in James story. He went above and beyond and showed, and you guys can hear how he carries himself. Like I talk about confidence. That's a big thing. He's gone through a lot of the ringer stuff that a lot of people haven't been through yet. So he can talk to it. And also just from who he is, you guys can hear the confidence in his voice, but also you guys already know if he didn't know it, he was going to figure it out. And that's what I always just tell people, especially when you're first breaking into this career, you have to be able to be resourceful. And like you said, talking to other people to get their advice and insight going in there. That was one of my favorite questions when I would connect with a person. And I've said this to a lot of people who've reached out recently. So I just want to touch on this. When you call someone and you're trying to learn from them, you don't talk about yourself. No, but like I say this all the time, I don't care about you and not in a mean way, like, right. That sounds very mean. But what I mean by that is you're calling me or you're calling whoever for their advice. They don't, they get a hundred messages from people like you. They don't like, yes, we, we care about you as a human being, but like we only have so much time in the day. So what I always said is like, James, I already know did this is it's a short little piece about himself right? He's going to say who he is, explain what the situation is. And then it's all about them. And my favorite question is, Hey, can you tell me how you broke in? Yep. Right now you can take and learn from them and they're going to tell you exactly what they did and they're learning or teaching you, which they already like. And then by the end of it, right? If you ask them what they did, you compliment how they broke in, you take some pieces away, ask their advice, right? All that. Then by the end of it, they get off the phone and they're like, man, that James guy's a pretty cool dude. And you know why? Because James just sat there and listened and let them talk about themselves the whole time. Exactly what it is. It's like, you know, follow your ebook, literally outlined it, what you should be doing to a T. And that's why it was so just easy to absorb. Like, let's do this, like step by step by step. And I bought that, read through that thing in a night and I'm like, I got to work. But like, when you're talking on the phone with these people, you have to have confidence because like you say, and everybody else in the industry said, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And most importantly, if you hop on these calls, with timidness or like being scared, like you've never talked to a stranger in your life, you don't know who they're who they know. Yep. And that 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 word travels. Like there was a role that I was, you know, interested in, and I actually talked to seven different reps that all reported to the same regional manager, and that was like huge, like kind of breaking the ice. A hundred percent. You, you got to bring that same energy to each person, and even transferring companies as well. Yep. And I say that because for myself, right, I talked to eight people out of a 12 person team. They knew me. I had each person go to bat for me. Right. And they all could speak to me and the manager knew who I was. And that's how I got the position I'm in now. But yeah, I, to James point, right. I, I'm always just as blunt as I can be. Right. I try to be as nice as I can. Um, but, you know, I have talked to people and I'm like, from our conversation, I, I like I don't have any hiring power. Right. But from our conversation, I want to hire you. I want to move you on to a next round if I was interviewing you. I've said that to people on the phone because if you're coming in scared, if you're coming in like asking me questions, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do that. Why would I want you on my team? Why would I want to reach out to somebody on your behalf if you're like, you, the number one thing is you, everybody knows I came in as a full line sales rep instead of an associate sales rep. The amount of times I'm like, I hear, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do that. I don't think you should do this job then. Because if you're that scared, I don't want you on my team because now I'm going to have to hold your hand. And now when a doctor yells at you, you're going to come crying to me. 
suck it up buttercup like we all get yelled at right like that's just like the re- truth reality of it so th- the reason i'm saying this to everybody again not to try to be mean to you guys or be rude but it's just the honest truth because there's so many killers out there and like for james you're going up against james you're going up against myself if you have any weakness i'm gonna crush you right like that's just what it is and and there's that the small egotistical part of and it's not even egotistical it's the confidence of belief in yourself like i had a bunch of people tell me i wasn't going to make it i wasn't going to break in i said thank you so much for your feedback and in my head i was like screw you you don't know me right like that's that's the point of confidence you guys have to get to and and so james doing uh, is speaking 100% right to everybody that's listening is you guys have to have this unfound confidence that you get by doing the work but you need to be able to connect. You never know who somebody knows. And I wanted to touch on that. I have people, again, people listen to my podcast. They'll reach out to other people. And I know a good amount of people in the um, podcast or in, in the medical device sales world now. And they'll be like, what do you think? I can tell when someone's going to break in within two minutes if they're not by just talking to them. Mm-hmm. Because I can hear the hunger. I can hear the confidence. I can hear just that go-getter mentality. Or I hear the poor me. Oh my gosh, I can't get it. I'm scared. Or, oh, it's so hard. Right. And, and that's just the truth. And then people will reach out to me. I, and just so you guys know, again, I don't have any hiring influence, but I literally just last month, I had a regional manager who's been in for 25 years, never talked to him. Somehow he got my phone number, called me about it. Somebody who I had networked with asked me what he should do. And I was able to talk him into not giving this person a position to having him in the final two of the interview because of my influence, because that person who I talked to stood out to me. Right. And if you were a person who did not stand out to me, first off, I wouldn't have known your name when he asked me who you were and B I would have been like, Hey, just being honest. I don't know if you should go for this because it's my name on the line at that point. And I'm not going to just put anybody out there. So again, I want you guys to listen to what James is saying about being a go-getter going and doing everything and going above and beyond because now, again, we always just say, you see who's getting the job offers. Exactly. And one thing I want to really like for people to realize is going above and beyond that inner fire, so to speak, as cliche and weird as that sounds. Somebody that I know, you know, in my life is a uh, sales manager for a company in the material handling industry. So completely different, but obviously up there in, in terms of, you know, revenue wise and success for reps. And he's like, you can have an engineer and you can have a sales rep. You can be an average engineer and still make average and be cool. But as soon as you go to an average, I'm sorry, average engineer to an average engineer salary, that's what it is. But as soon as you start acting average as a sales rep, something's going to reflect. And everybody here knows exactly what that means is as soon as you go from your energy from high to low, people pick up on it and you got to carry that just drive. And that's what breaking in days will suck. It'll be annoying. There'll be weeks where you just don't get replies from, you know, the 50 messages that you sent out. And and that's just the way it's going to be. But if you're not being as sharp as attack each and every call and just listening and asking the right questions, it's just like closing the deal. You got to ask the right questions. Yep. And, and like we talk about a million times on this podcast, welcome to the roller coaster, right? You're going to have days that you're on the highs that you just got called about an interview and you're going to have days where it's low three days later, nobody's responded back to you. The interview you had, they just called you back and said they took another candidate. They already had through the process. Now you're back to square one and you're two and a half months in. Right. And you're like, gosh, this is hard. Right. It's, it's, it's no different than my sales right now. I tell people all the time, COVID's coming back. 
yeah, I'm riding a high wave. And then it's like COVID hits almost all of them down. I'm getting calls. Where's this revenue? Where's the money at? Right? Like it's no different than once you guys break in. So again, James has put so much knowledge out there for you guys. Please just go back and listen to this again, because James hit on everything that you guys need to, to break in. And, and James, I just want to thank you for giving that to our listeners, because again, you went into a great amount of detail for everybody to see why they should break in, what they should do. But I, I know people are going to reach out because you have this energy. You, you show that why you are breaking in, right? And, and it's awesome to see. Um, but what advice, if somebody's going to reach out and be like, James, I want to, I want to ask, what can I do to stand out? Or what can I do to break into medical device sales? What's your best advice to anybody? And I mean, with sales experience, no sales experience, because as we know, yes, some people matter with sales experience, some don't, but what's your advice to, Hey, if you're trying, if you're reaching out to me and you want to break in, what am I going to say to you? Uh, to be specific, like you said, obviously ask the right questions, but what I'm going to tell people regardless if they're talking to me or talking to somebody else, the whole process is you design it. You need to remember what kind of picture do you want at the end? Do you want to have something that takes a while or do you want something that's efficient? Like let the people know like who you are. It's like sell yourself, but don't give that drawn out like five minute elevator pitch. Like let's just say if we reverse roles and, and Jacob wanted to, you know, you wanted to come to me and say, hey, you know, blah, 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 you know, want to break into medical. I would love to know about you because I want to know in two to three minutes if I should go talk to XYZ person I know in the city that you're located in. Because everybody knows everybody, but they're not going to tell you that they know everybody. This industry is big, but it's also very, very small. And remember why, but also remember how, because that how is what's going to keep you going. And that how is going to reflect in your confidence levels. It's like you man. said, confidence is huge. So have the confidence, you get to you know design it, you get to paint the picture and remember that you have to be careful with who you talk to. Because if you have one wrong day, that could, you know, it might set you back. Yep. And and then the same thing, you could have one good day and it changes your thing. I just, uh, again, I always say this. I reached out to my manager five times, never responded back to the one I'm working for now. I reached out to a bunch of people. One day I finally got with her old associate, best friends. Five minutes later, I had a message back from her, right? All it takes is one. So make sure that you guys are coming prepared. You guys are coming ready. You have the confidence. You're excited to be there. Have energy, right? Like that was the thing that always made me stand out. I had passion and energy every time I got on a phone call and people can tell that, right? Because people want to be around people they like. And that's really what it is. So again, that's amazing advice, James, to anyone breaking in because it's the truth, right? And, and we just want to say thank you for jumping on. We're really excited to have you just share your journey. And, and again, congratulations on breaking into medical device sales. Thank you, Jacob. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, and again, I appreciate you grabbing the book. I'm so glad the book was helpful and, and you know, that the end result is a positive one. It's there. So got a few weeks till I start, but if anybody has any uh, questions, uh, feel free to, you know, reach out to me. Just the uh, Instagram name is, is James underscore my last name, Danny, as Jacob will have it in the podcast. So feel free to reach out LinkedIn as well too. Perfect. Perfect. And James will be receiving a shirt. Um, I, I just sent it out yesterday for you, man. Okay. So it should be coming in. So it says I broke in again. He, he did all the work back is new to medical device sales. It's just a little present to say, Hey, congratulations, man. I know how hard you worked. Um, so again, I, uh, I'm really excited to send those out to people to just, again, 
let you guys have a present because I know how hard it is to break in. So now you can, you can go rock it and, and just have just a piece of uh, memory or a piece of material thing to remember all the hard work and memories that you did. Um, if you guys are looking to break in uh, again, like James mentioned, he grabbed my ebook. It's called new to medical device sales. The link is in the description. That's where I just go in and go over how I broke in everything I did from how I messaged on LinkedIn, how I found people on LinkedIn, my business plan, my 30, 60, 90 day plan, everything I did to set myself apart um, to break into this industry and get four job offers from top 30 medical device sale companies with no previous sales experience. If you guys haven't pressed that like and subscribe button so we can continue to grow this and reach more people in this amazing industry. If you guys want to reach out, like James said, where he found me, TikTok, Instagram, new to <laughs> medical device sales. I'm on there. I try to post weekly content. Also, you guys can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Again, I always get back to everybody who messaged me. Sometimes it can be a little bit, but I just try to help as many people because that's the goal, right? There's more than enough jobs. My goal is just to get everybody to have the dream job and dream life that they want to. Um, but again, just make sure you guys always come prepared that you guys have everything you need to make yourself stand out. So again, I appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. I appreciate everybody who takes time to listen and learn. If you guys can share this with somebody who's interested in breaking into medical device sales, again, it just helps us grow this channel to, again, just get it more out there. And again, James, congratulations on breaking in and thank you so much for your time today. No problem, Jacob. Thank you for allowing me to be on here and share some insight. Thank you. Peace.